0: This is the 433rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and we're going to title this episode the battle for first place in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Ocean breeze,
1: tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise or better yet, You can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: All right, we're back here from break and we're going to get right to it. A lot is going on with the Atlanta Falcons. Four and six, getting ready to play the New Orleans Saints, who are five and five. It's going to be a battle to win the NFC South. The Falcons are going to have a shot to win the division. If not win the division, it's going to be a little harder to get to the playoffs via the wild card, as they already have a three and four record in the NFC. So here we go. Let's hear from Coach Arthur Smith, as he's going to give the ball back to Desmond Ritter. He was named the starting quarterback again on Monday to start against the saints.
2: A couple things, you know, we talked about it before Arizona that we would assess everything, um, coming off the bye. Um, you know, obviously how the game went, uh, did a nice job having to come back in that game, give us a chance, um, you know, situation where it's at. And so we think that gives us the best chance. And on top of that, you know, Taylor won't practice a week. We get assessed, um, throughout the week, to even see what his role is going to be on Sunday. And uh, so we'll just have to monitor that as it goes. But, uh, yeah, we are got a lot of confidence in Des. We think the last couple of weeks uh, he's handled it really well. A lot of things going on. And I think the the reset will be very beneficial for him.
0: Well, you all know the background there. Uh, Desmond Ritter was benched at halftime during the uh, Tennessee game. They alluded to some, something going on, a, a self-concussion check. And then it was discussed about the variables, but, you know, he's leading the league with 12 turnovers. So, you know, we'll just bottom line it until they want to come out and tell us uh, if something more was to it. So, you know, they set him down. Tyler Heineke scored 20 points in the second half, the most that they've scored in a half this season. He couldn't follow that up with two good games, and uh, they lost to the Vikings and the Cardinals. And then over the bye week, they were uh, decided to return. Ritter to the starting lineup, so that's the background here on uh, what happened, what transpired here in the season, and uh, helped the Falcons get to this four and six record. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on Desmond Ritter benefiting from the bye week. Some of them may happen a
2: little bit by because of the circumstances, you know, things that went on. Um, certainly, in, coming out of the second half of that Tennessee game, and just kind of seeing where everything were at. That's why a lot of it's not just one thing. Uh, He's done a lot of good things. I think clearly you could see when everybody that was there watched Arizona how prepared he was and played very confident. Like I said, he wanted the ball in his hands, and uh, we've got a lot of confidence in Dez going forward. Uh, But really for all of us, you know, wherever the bye falls and just the timing in our season, I think it's uh, been very beneficial to all of us.
0: Well, you know, uh, Ryan Nelson was hired away from the – New Orleans Saints, he was their defensive coordinator, had been there since 2017. So we wanted to know from Coach Smith if there was any advantage of having Coach Nielsen on the staff before facing the Saints. Well, I'm sure that, you know, as every
2: team, it tweets a few things. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of different philosophies you go on year to year, or maybe they've evolved to, and there's some major things that there's you see. I mean, you're going to see it on film just like they see it from us. I mean, they know any kind of – the longer you're in a division, you get to know each other pretty well. Um, yeah, it could be a plus, but they also, you got to respect and understand that they're going to change as well.
0: Now, you know, if you've been around for a while, you know that Tyson Hill's a Falcon killer. He even beat him playing quarterback one year the whole time, but he's uh, comes in they do a little uh, they might do a direct snap to him. They might put uh, two backs alongside the quarterback and uh, run a power sweep with him. Uh, they'll throw some passes with him. I got his stats. We'll go over those in the second half of the show. but here's what Arthur Smith had to say about defending Tyson Hill. He can do a lot of lot back
2: there. I mean, I think, of you know, he can certainly push the ball on the field. If they want to get him in the play-action game, they got the direct run package. I mean, I, it's, it's amazing how our brains work because I can think of all the bad plays against, you know, good for him, but bad against us. So, And he's done that a lot, and uh, he's a very unique player. There's a lot of teams that have tried to copy that spot, and there's really only been one guy that's done it like he has in recent memory. But uh, I'm sure if there's something think gives him advantage, whether it's play action or, you know, getting them on the edge, I'm sure they'll have it dialed up.
0: Well, the Falcons are going to be ready for him. Uh, they're going to have a plan. They got to recognize when he comes in the game. I think Caden Ellis will help or with that, you know, and, and uh, Nate Landman would help. I think those two guys would be the main people to, to spy him and go attack him because when he's in the game, he gets the ball. So you shouldn't just uh, treat him as a, a decoy. Now, Desmond Ritter, um, you know, we had to go up to him in the locker room. We were like, hey, you know, it's breaking news. We, we, uh, we, uh, we need a couple of questions if you can because he's the once-a-week guy that speaks on Wednesday. And so he was gracious enough to take uh, three questions on Monday. And we got a couple other responses here. And we'll get to him tomorrow uh, for a full interview and another story on, hey, what was it like watching from the sidelines? If you'll share and go into detail on that. Uh, and how he wants to come back and um, take over the team and, uh, you know, do what he can here in this seven-game stretch. Here's Desmond Ritter on being named the starter for this week.
3: That's my job. My job is to be a starting quarterback in this league. Um, and so, you know, every every day I come in here and everyone, uh, no matter quarterback, running back, doesn't matter your position, uh, it's, it wants to be that starter. So it just so happens that in our position, there's only one guy that can be a starter. Um, and, you know, that's my job. So I got to take it and run with it.
0: And we touched on it a little bit here, you know, in the quick uh, interview for the breaking news stories uh, we had to do. And here's what Desmond had to say about what he learned from being benched.
3: Yeah, I mean, you get a different perspective of not only yourself, but, you know, as offense as a whole, Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, whether it's practice or whatever, um, you know, we lacked energy, so we got to keep energy up and practice energy up all throughout the game. Um, And then then looking at myself, you know, there's a lot of things that I could have went back and done better. Um, you know it could have protected the ball but there's a lot of situations that could have led you to to not get in those situations um whether it's footwork whether it's your reads um whether it's your progression it doesn't matter um so just finding little ways to get better and then ultimately at the end of the day um just staying calm back there trusting your reads, trusting what you see um and you know that's going to make your play all
0: right wide receiver drake london uh, he's the team leader in receptions and uh, and targets, 59 to 58 over Kyle Pitts. Uh, and here's what Drake London had to say on F Ritter starting affects him in his preparation it doesn't
3: really affect me at all um this is just me i've been i grew up like this i don't really care who's throwing me the ball as long as it gets there um i think that's why i'm here throw it in my vicinity and i'm gonna go up and get it so i don't really care too much i mean obviously Des is my boy and stuff like that i'm happy for him um so we're just trying to get the ball rolling and get back to where we was
0: yeah there's a lot of uh cross uh pollination here uh, Falcons and uh Saints, and yeah, matter of fact, I gotta go on Bobby Aver's show tonight, uh, and chop it up with him, uh, good uh old time Falcons Saints quarterback, so that'll be interesting. But another gentleman, David Ayumata, he discusses about facing his own team, his old team. He's a former Saint, also came over here in free agency, and here's what he had to say about the Saints i don't intend to.
3: i intend to think too much about it. Yeah, I, I, I've always had the. I've always had the same mindset. as just going into every game with the same with the same intent. You know, with the same mindset. So, regardless of the opponent, it's just it's it's another another Sunday,
0: basically. Falcons right guard Chris Lindstrom. He'll take his information from wherever he can get it. And he knows that he can get some insight from coach Nielsen and a Yamata about the saints defense. There's a
2: lot of things that are the same, but then a lot of things, um, you know, definitely a lot of things change. Um, you know, for us just going through it, it's kind of funny, just a lot of their interior D linemen changed. I mean, you know, we have David and Contavious and, uh, I know shy went to, um, to Carolina, but you know, their style of play is the exact same. And, um, those guys are a really talented. Front been one of the best defenses. I know Cam Cam leads them up front, and um, you know, and Demario is probably one of the best linebackers in the league for a long time. And so, um, we definitely got a challenge ahead of us.
0: Outside linebacker Bud Dupree, he knows that the defense has to. Um, he said, "Return to that savage mode." Uh, they haven't been in that savage mode in the last three games, and here's what Bud had to say on the defensive goals for the second half of the season.
3: No, man, just bring the savage back out, man. Bringing the, you know, bringing the hammers back out, making sure everyone out here, you know, playing like dogs, playing like savages. Each person beside you, you got to be one to be better than the person on the field with you. So, uh, you know, collectively as a unit, you know, if we all want to be great um, across the board. That's only going to make us play better, feed off each other's energy, you know. Know it's what, about what we do
0: and not what a person across us does. You know, the team described that way. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like
1: paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com.
0: All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we're going to finish up with our tail of the tape and a few stats. You know, I hope I don't give short shrift to the defense, but, you know, um, uh, we know it's Demario Davis over there and Cam Jordan. Those are two guys you uh, want to um, make sure you get handled over there. Or uh, if you don't, it's going to be a long day. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is on that side of the ball, too. And we'll get to, get to the defense and the tail of the tape in the offense as we wrap up here at the bowtie chronicles podcast but first let me get to this opportunity that we have for you the atlanta journal constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners if you subscribe today you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents that's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.AJC.com podcast. That's subscribe.AJC.com podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to get moving here on our statistical analysis. Tale of the tape here. These two teams are pretty much identical. One game apart. Uh, Same, same deal. Uh, Both started 2-0 and then have been kind of flopping around here, you know, trying to get on a roll. Whoever gets uh, hot here wins three or four in a row is going to probably win the division. Uh, but no, neither one of them is giving signs that they can do that. Uh, both teams are flawed and have some issues. And let's go over those. The uh, Saints, uh, offensively, they can throw the ball and uh, not so much running the ball. They are 12th in passing, 237.4. And 22nd against uh, running the ball, 100.0 in uh, 13th overall at um 337.4 and 18th in points scored 21.4 so they're in the bottom half of the league and running and scoring just like the falcons they're in the bottom half of the league and passing and scoring so um you know you got uh, a team that could throw it a little bit with with a uh, derrick carr if he's available uh, we'll get into that a little later. He's in a concussion protocol. They've, you got a Falcons got to prepare for him. Jameis Winston or Tyson Hill, uh, in, a you know, expanded role or maybe, uh, in a, a quarterback role. They've done that. Sean Payton's done it in the past. I don't think Dennis Allen will do that as, uh, Winston has played in four games this year. So offensively, that's what we're looking at. Firepower wise, uh, both teams, will um, try to run the ball uh and take time off the clock. They are in the top half of the league in TOP time of possession. Uh Saints 31 and 8 31 minutes and 8 seconds. That's 10th. The Falcons are 30 minutes and 29 seconds. That's 13th. So, um you know, now what we do is look at the Saints offense against the Falcons defense, which um you know, the uh, pretty solid except for the points that's the only thing that's outside of the top uh, bottom half of the league so 308.8 they're giving up uh 108.4 and then uh rushing and passing 200.4 so you know when i did the uh, mid-season breakdown we could tell the numbers teams are targeting richie grant and the linebackers in the past game that's where they've had the most success uh, and the Saints certainly have people they could uh, get the ball to. Alvin Kamara, Chris Alave, Uh we don't know what Michael Thomas' status is going to be, although he suffered an injury in the last game against the Vikings, and he's going to be out, but we don't know if it's IR or not. So uh, they've got, they can attack the Falcons and they got tight ends. So that'll be uh, what to look for is how they go at the linebackers and Richie. And if the Falcons could get some kind of pass rush, whether it's Jameis, Carr or Hill. Now offensively for the Falcons, the Saints have the, the Saints defense will be the best unit on the field, might be the best uh, unit in the whole division led by uh, Demario Davis and Cam Jordan they are uh, eighth in yards they are top 10 giving up three twelve point seven a game and they are they are in the bottom half of the league against the run so if you could run it on them you might be able to make some hay here they are one giving up 113.6 at and that's 20th in the league but pass defense they're 199.1 but if latimore's out that's out the window and they're giving up 19.8 points a game so that's eight eight uh points that's eight that's in the top 10 too so what matches up well here's the falcons run offense at seventh in the league going against the 13th the 20th ranked run defense so that's their advantage so the game plan is simple run the ball on the saints play keep away score points so it's not going to be real hard now, but what the saints do exceptionally well is they take the ball away. And, um, you know, so that negates the fact that they're not scoring a lot of points, uh, cause they're getting the ball back and keeping possessions alive. They are tied for fifth in the league with a plus six turnover, uh, takeaway differential. And that, uh, that's 12 interceptions and six forced fumbles. So, So that's getting it done uh, at a really high clip. And, of course, we know the Falcons' whole thing is they're minus six. They're 26 in the league. They give you the ball. So that's the other thing here. Falcons got to run the ball, score, and not turn it over to the Saints. That's their formula for success. The uh, Saints' formula for success, hey, is throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, and score points, of course and um, you know, then uh, have that defense take the ball away. So those will be uh, some of the issues based on our statistical analysis, tail of the tape. This will be the 108th regular season meeting. Somebody came at me on Twitter about the series being tied 54-54. That is correct when you count the playoff win. <laughs> but when we do the series history, we do regular season records. So it's 54-53, and Saints lead. The Falcons have lost the last three meetings and six of the last seven. So uh, you can look at that a couple different ways. Um, They're going to get pounded again or it's time. The, The Falcons are due. Now, we mentioned uh, Derek Carr signed with the Saints over the offseason in March. They, uh, you know, decided to go with a proven veteran. He's 32, uh, been in the league. Um, I looked it up. Was it 12? But, yeah, been in the league with the Raiders. This is his first year. Uh, He was back all the way when Allen was the coach of the Raiders. So they're reuniting in New Orleans. And thus far, and he got knocked out of the Vikings game. And it's still in concussion protocol, so sometimes they get cleared, sometimes they don't. They had an extra bye week too, so we'll see on Wednesday where he's at on the injury report. But Derek Carr has completed two hundred and twenty passes of two hundred twenty passes of three hundred and thirty four attempts for two thousand two hundred thirty one yards. Uh, that per- percentage is sixty five point nine percent. He has 10 touchdowns and four interceptions. So that's the 2 to 1 ratio. That's pro quarterback in there. He's uh got an 89.8 passer rating, you know, not great, but uh pro level quarterback. And you know, that's uh you know, that's uh that's been a problem for the Falcons. So, uh injury wise, um cars and concussion protocol, concussion shoulder Lattimore has an ankle, and I think Michael Thomas has a knee. And uh, coach said they'll miss time, but wouldn't say on Monday whether they were going to IR or not. So those are all big names for the Saints. You know, we'll update you on the week who's filling in at cornerback down there. Uh, at quarterback, it's uh, James is the one who went in for the for Carr in the Minnesota game, and he was 13 to 25. 422 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. You know, that's how Jameis Rose. And just looking at Carr against the Falcons in the past, can't tell too much. Those rare teams were so bad. Uh the Falcons blasted them. Well, this wasn't a blast. Uh 35 to 28 in uh since 2016. And uh 43-6, that was blast. They got blasted in 1920 in 2020. Uh, November the 29th, 43 to 6. So he's 0-2 against the Falcons. But you know, that dysfunction in Oakland and, and now Vegas is uh real. And so um uh, Jameis has played in uh Winston, the former Bucks quarterback started for five years down there. They decided uh to let him roll. And uh, you know, as far as the backup goes, it's pretty good to be able to go to a former number one uh but yeah he just has had the interceptions over his career and um in his uh limited action this year he's 23 of 42 a 54.8% for 223 yards, two touchdowns and the three interceptions. And while he's a backup right now is this cuz he continues to not take care of the ball. 141 touchdown passes but 99 uh interceptions. So that's uh that, it's supposed to be a two-to-one ratio. It should be something like 70. 140 and 70 would be pro quarterback play. And, uh, you know, Tyson Hill, you got to give him credit. He's uh, stuck around. The Saints have done a good job. Uh, a lot of teams have tried to copy this and haven't been able to do it. But uh, so far, he's uh, he, he's run the ball. He's caught the ball, and he's thrown the ball this year for the Saints. Uh, rushing, he's got 50 rushes. For 261 yards. Uh, He's caught 22 passes. So you can't like disregard him. Because he'll he'll catch a short check down. He runs hard. And so you better lay him out too. You better tackle. Because he'll run right over you. Uh, And one touchdown. And a five of six passes. For 72 yards. And a touchdown. So that's your Saints. Tale of the tape. You know offensively. It's hard to tell what they're going to try to do, but you know, you know they got Kamara, they got uh Alave, got weapons, so they can attack your weaknesses with those weapons. And then the Falcons got to come with a tighter plan, a, a more polished operation on offense uh, with Ritter back at the control. I mean, you know, they got to run the ball, got to block Cam Jordan and uh, Demario Davis. Don't let them wreck the game. And so, you know, you might got to run it and and then throw off of the run when you get the opportunity, take some shots when you have the chance. But, yeah, they uh, they got to kind of uh, establish some kind of identity here down the stretch. Uh, You know, they got to get the win over the Saints to move in the first place. And then maybe, you know, you can start seriously talking about um you know some of the division things I mean they're in the technically they're in the race they haven't played like a playoff team they haven't played like a team that's gonna take off and win five games or get to 10 wins or get to 11 you know they dropped the last three looked pretty bad doing it break came at a good time for them and they could hit the reset button. But no, they gotta pull some things together here, and it's gotta start on Sunday against the Saints. If we're gonna really take, um, you know, if they're really gonna make some strides this year, we we should start to see that on Sunday. And if we don't, that's gonna be cause for alarm because they're gonna throw everything at this at this game. Gonna throw everything at the Saints. They don't care if Derek Carr might not be playing. Uh, they don't care that Marshawn Lynch might not be playing. They don't care that Michael Thomas is going to be out. They got to get a win. They got to stop the bleeding and get their little ship turned around here in 2023. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. We, you know, thanks uh, to the Coach and Ritter, uh, Drake London, Chris Lindstrom, Bud Dupree and David Oyumata for coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and helping us preview this upcoming game between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. So with that, hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I uh, hope you all enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving and a lot of football to watch. Uh, and a congratulations to my Howard Bison, who won the Miac and will be coming to Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl. Congratulations, Coach Scott. And I think he's going to have Kyle Pitch talk to the team again. That worked out pretty good last time. So uh, take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean
1: Breeze, Tropical Beach, Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an Oceanside Paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing.